Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you'd like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as it will help others to learn about autism stories. When your spouse has a particular career, you're bound to learn a thing or two about that profession. And with my spouse being an art therapist, I've learned over the years the value of what art therapy is, and for that matter, all the creative arts can be for autistics. That's why I'm thrilled to have Jackie Schultz join this episode to discuss how art therapy can be helpful to autistics. Jackie also talks with us about coaching other therapists who are running their own private practice in helping them to achieve their goals with their businesses. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Jackie, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'd love to start out and just kind of learn where does your story in the autistic community begin? Yes, I was thinking about this. I think to explain that, it's important for people to know I'm an art therapist. And I really think my story began when I had a client who thought she was autistic. And quite frankly, I was like, there's no way. Like, you make great eye contact. You, I fell into all of the stereotypical views of autism. My education in grad school was really, really basic on autism. It was like, hey, basically stimming and low eye contact. and You know, it was just the stereotypical stuff. And so I completely gaslit that client. Meaning, like, I didn't help her look into that more. I didn't. Yeah, it is a sadness I hold, but that is really the beginning for me. And then, ironically, later in my life, my own art therapist suggested I might be autistic. And I was like, no way in hell. (laughs) And then had suggested I read the book Divergent Mind. And then I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh. And that was essentially the beginning for me of having a full and accurate picture of autism, as well as what it can look like for many women and non-binary folks, and really just changed how I see myself and, you know, the work I do with clients. Now, you mentioned that you're an art therapist and a counselor who provides art therapy to women and non-binary folks. What is it that about art therapy that led you want to pursue this as a career for yourself instead of just doing art on the side? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I hopped around so much. Like I was like, ooh, maybe I want to do law school. Ooh, maybe I want to do med school. Like I just tried so many different things that never felt like a good fit because my interests were so all over the place in art therapy brought together my interest in art and my interest in psychology and my interest in helping people and 
when I met an art therapist and saw what she did, it just, I was like, wow, wow, that is so me. And so I eventually pursued it. Now, I love talking with art therapists because my spouse herself is an art therapist. And I know from talking with her over the years, we've had a lot of conversations about the misconceptions about art therapy. What would you say are some of the common ones that you kind of come across? If someone doesn't know anything about art therapy, they typically think that like I'm just doing art with people. Like they don't realize like, no, we are addressing mental health and mental well-being and that it really is therapy. That's one. Another is people think like, oh, the benefit is just getting your feelings out when there are so many more benefits and ways that art therapy can be used. Like, yes, I definitely use it to help people express, but it's just boundless uses of art therapy. Now, learning about our autistic identity and other identities can be so important to our development as humans. So from what I understand, at one point you taught an art therapy class to adolescents that focused on identity development. How do you go about teaching identity development through art therapy? Yes, I essentially designed week-long projects. Every week there was a different project that we would focus on and I tried to provide that structure of like, hey, here's our weekly project. So for example, one week they would make a soundtrack of their life where they would pull together songs that they felt represented who they are and then make an album cover. And I tried to leave it as loose as that. Like the rest is up to you. You can paint your album cover, you can collage it. And so every week I was helping them explore different parts of themselves through art. When I think about art therapy, my mind kind of quickly moves to alexithymic differences we as autistics have in connecting with our emotions. So it can be really difficult at, at times to express these things uh, through spoken language. Have you seen art therapy being helpful in getting people to better understand and express their emotions through our tasks or activities you've done with them? Yes, absolutely. And before I, well, I frame it this way, right? Now in my practice, I primarily work with newly identified autistic individuals. But before I had that specialty, I was specializing in highly intelligent women with overwhelming thoughts and emotions. And that is why I was getting so many undiagnosed autistic people coming to me. <laughs> like, it, because that is so common for unidentified autistic women that it's just like, hey, I'm having a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts, and I don't know. It's just so much at once. It's hard to know what is what and pull it apart. It just feels like a wave. And so art therapy really helps kind of slow it down and externalize it. Like sometimes if someone comes in really angry and they're not entirely sure about what, we'll make a sculpture of like, okay, let's sculpt like if this anger was a monster or like what would this monster look like? And in that process, it's like the mind is able to access different points to be like, oh, oh, I didn't realize this. And like it slows down enough that you can start to separate this pile of emotion and understand it better. 
Beyond some of the things that we've kind of already discussed, what would be some other benefits of art therapy? And I know there's so many of them that you've seen <laughs> that you've seen with your clients. I guess I can speak more specifically to autism then, since that's what we're here talking about. I will imagine that client. Because art therapy can work, be working on a subconscious level as well as a conscious level, like the directives we're designing for like, hey, how do we accomplish these goals? And at the same time, I can be having those art directives also work on physical aspects. So a lot of autistic people also experience motor difficulties or, you know, balance in their bodies. And so sometimes my client doesn't even know it, but I'm picking tasks that are helping them refine those skills at the same time and kind of increase their dexterity. So that's, you know, there's a physical benefit as well as some of the other benefits can be developing clarity or self-understanding or one is just re-engaging with life, kind of like being excited again and that like art can really bring you alive. Like someone's like, oh my God, I made this. And I often see that enthusiasm carries into their personal life where they kind of start to come alive again in their personal life. And I always think, at least for me, that when you help others, you help yourself just as much. So I'm wondering away from your clients how art therapy has been helpful just to you in your life? Well, I mean, one, I met with an art therapist, so like receiving my own therapy was incredibly <laughs> beneficial. And then also running my own art therapy private practice has just been one of the greatest vehicles for self-growth I've ever had because I have to take ownership of every single decision in my practice. I can no longer be like, sorry about that cancellation fee. That's what the boss says. It's like, no, no, that's me. And do I want to like maintain my policies and do it? No, it's just been such a process of looking at myself and standing true to my values and designing my practice in a way that both really meets what my clients need, but also meets my own needs. So for example, I only see clients in the afternoons so that I have my mornings to kind of settle my mind and do all my creative work. And so then in the afternoon is when I can be really present. Now, I know like, you know, people can get this in different ways, but as an entrepreneur myself, I really identify what you said because I feel like being an entrepreneur to me is about taking responsibility for my life. So mm. I definitely get that. And Beyond your work as an art therapist, you do something that I think is really cool in that you provide business coaching for therapists who want to start their own private practice or enhance their existing private practice. So I know personally how challenging it can be starting your own business and all the kind of the mental and emotional demands that come to you that nobody sees. So What's been the process for you in working with these business owners so they can kind of move forward with their businesses and they can get out of that business, that practice, what they truly want to? Yeah. In the mental health field, practitioners are really taught to always put the client above themselves and it just feeds into this 
myth I hate about like, you must be a martyr, you must sacrifice your well-being for others. And so a lot of therapists who come to me are really burnt out and they're seeing really high caseloads of clients and they, it's just a really hard way of being when you're seeing six, seven, eight clients a day and it's not sustainable. And so I love what I do in private practice coaching because it's saying like, Hey, another way is possible. And it starts by making sure your needs are met first, which runs completely counter <laughs> to what, you know, this idea of like, everything is about the client. Like, yes, we want to help our clients and tailor things to them, but we first have to make sure our own needs are met so we can actually fully be present and energetic and like have our full capacity when we meet with clients. So this is my long-winded way of saying that basically once I start coaching with someone, we start with like, what are your needs? What is your capacity for how many clients can you see in a day? And what are your ideal hours for working? And so we're really tailoring their business to what's ideal for them. That's where we start. Yeah, I'm curious, what's kind of the response, like, especially with people that are just starting their practice out in the early stages when you talk to them about their mental health? Because I know initially for me, if someone did talk to me about that, I'd be like, yeah, I know it's important, but it might not be my first or second or third priority. Usually the people who come to talk to me are doing that because they're burnt out and because they're like, okay. This clearly isn't working. The group that you're speaking about is who I'm trying to reach through my writing. Like I write almost daily about private practice and I share all of that for free because I'm trying to change the mental health field and kind of the cultural norms and shift that like, like for mental health practitioners, like this field should be healthy for us too. And we should be the model for other fields. So yeah, I'm trying to shift the norms. And how can people learn uh, more about your art therapy, your coaching, and your writing? Yes, I put all of my information on my website, which that's just JackieScholl.com. I share all my writing on my blog, and then of course it like repopulates into other places like my social media. Well, Jackie, it was a wonderful conversation. Thanks for making the time to talk to me. I, lo I always love talking about art therapy and coaching. No, thank you. Thanks so much to Jackie for the conversation. To learn more about Jackie, please check out the link in the podcast description for this episode. Did you know that Autism Personal Coach provides extraordinary support to live self-sufficient and purpose-driven lives through our customized coaching. If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, then please visit our website, autismpersonalcoach.com, for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.